Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for another episode of WVU Marketing Communications Today. Brought to you from the good folks at West Virginia University's online data marketing communications program. Sits squarely at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and modern marketing practices. And the man who's up to the minute on all the modern marketing stuff, Nathan Perrette. Hey, Nathan. You always have interesting topics, but today i got to read this one off the sheet here because I thought this this one is one I would have never even imagined. I can't, I, I can't wait to hear where you're going to go with this one. Pretty awesome. Yeah, go how, ahead. How does a 67-year-old seasonal brand like Peeps expand its target and not alienate its core customers. That's the key. You got people loving you for 67 years, but how do you go reach to the bigger crowd and not tick off the people that uh, followed you all along here? Who would you bring along to talk about that today? Today we have Mr. Matt Pye from Just Born Quality Confections. And Matt, are you on the line? We're happy to have you today. Yes, I am. Hello, gentlemen, and uh, happy Easter, and hello to all my peeps who are listening in. Well, who hasn't had a peep, particularly at Easter? That just, my whole life, I've had peeps in my Easter bunny baskets here. I'm going to assume no one. I mean, pretty much peeps is synonymous with with Easter, so if you celebrate Easter, nine times out of ten, it's definitely in your basket. And I'm sorry to say, I probably don't think of it the rest of the year, but if there's not one of those little squishy little sugary peeps, little shaped bunnies or whatever else, they have rabbits and other things there, I I just, it's not an Easter basket without it. You are correct. I mean, again, it's uh, it's been the number one non-chocolate candy, you know, for literally the last 25 years, and we just continue to expand even outside of Easter, but there's no doubt everybody knows us for Easter. Well, I'm going to sit back in the eager. I'm going to, I, I wish I had a peep to chew on here right now. Here, We should, we should have arranged so we could taste some while we're doing this, but I'll let uh, Nathan uh, pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I've got some in my house. Uh, <laughs> See? My, my oldest daughter loves peeps, but my second child won't touch them. She doesn't get them in her Easter basket. We all kind of think she's the strange one of the family. <laughs> I guess but, so. Uh, you know how with your situation or with your brand there, Matt, it has to be interesting. How do you evolve to appeal to that larger audience while staying true to the heritage of what Peeps is? So first, though, let's hear a little bit more, Matt, about your background and the history of Just Born Quality Confections and that Peeps brand. Sure, yeah. I guess a little bit about me. I've been with Just Born, wow, almost 25 years. It's been a sweet ride. Most of my background is marketing and sales in the candy industry, particularly at Just Born, but I also worked on Trident Chewing Gum and also Double Bubble Chewing Gum. Delighted to have worked at Just Born, a family-owned company since 1923. We're located here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Many people know Peeps, but we have some other well-known brands. We make hot tamales, we make Mike and Ike, and for people on the East Coast, we do make uh, Goldenberg's peanut juice. Peeps is really our largest brand. It's a brand that everybody knows about, has the most awareness around the country. Started in 1953. Actually, our our owners, you know, the company was started by. Sam Bourne, he had a little shop in Brooklyn, New York, and he used to put a sign in the window that said the candy is so fresh, it's as if it was just born that day. So it was kind of a play on his last name. He brought his brother-in-laws into the business, Urban Jack Schaffer, to do sales and marketing, and uh, the business took off. And sometime during the Depression in the 30s, they moved to Bethlehem. Really, that's where we've been ever since. But in 1953, Sam's son, Bob Bourne, and the Schaffers actually went to acquire a candy company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It was actually the old Milton Hershey plant uh, in Lancaster that eventually they ended up moving their operation out to Hershey. 
But at that candy company in that facility, they were making jelly beans. But somewhere in the back room, there was hundreds of women with little pastry tubes making this little marshmallow quirky bird covered in sugar. Bob Bourne was an engineer by trade, graduated from Lehigh University. And so the Schaffers looked at Bob and said, can you automate this process? And he said, I certainly can. And literally a year later in 1954, the process was automated, put peeps on the map, and they've just been adorning you know, Easter baskets ever since. Fascinating. How did Peeps become so popular at Easter? There's got to be a good story about that. No, I don't think there's any one thing that points to how popular it got. Yeah, there's no doubt it existed probably pre-Just Born Buying, the Rada Candy Company, which was the name of the candy company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But, you know, let's face it, back in the 50s, everything was very localized and regional. And so when we brought the brand, I would say through the 1950s, through the 1980s, it was very much, I would guess, regional to the northeast But when you think about transportation, a lot of retailers becoming national like Kmart, Walmart, a lot of stores like that, that's where it started to expand. And by the 90s, it certainly wasn't widely available. I think the thing that really put it on the map is when it became apparent that not only was it a staple for Easter and Easter baskets, but there was this crazy cult-like sensation that people were doing all sorts of things with peeps, like Mm -hmm. diorama contests. In fact, a few newspapers around the country, including the Washington Post and the Pioneer Press in Minneapolis, hosted a a Peeps diorama contest where you take Peeps and you create some type of scene based on a movie or book, some some moment in history or in the news. Started finding out about people putting Peeps in microwaves and doing all sorts of uh, different experiments. And then certainly with the uh, age of the internet, there was just so many websites already out there dedicated to Peeps before we uh, originally launched our own website dedicated to the brand. And it's just amazing how it just kind of grew from there. It's kind of been a a media darling. Uh, Every year the press, you know, wants to talk about peeps. And it's just pretty amazing how it's grown since then. And so most of its explosive growth has only really been in the last, you know, 20 years or so. Interesting. Yeah, I was doing some research before this call, and there was like three pages of news articles on peeps, different angles, different things. It's Easter time, so it's top of mind for a lot of folks. Great. So... If we, think, if we think about Easter, who's buying Easter candy? Like, who's the who's the key target for your company and for other people selling Easter candy at the, in this season? You could probably guess at who it is when you think about who purchases it versus who consumes it. And, and there's no doubt. It's moms, it's women who have kids or grandkids. That's the primary purchaser of Peeps. And then, obviously, once it gets into the home, well, everybody of all ages just loves Peeps. And so when you think about, you know, those women with kids who are doing the primary purchasing, they kind of break up into five groups when it comes to Easter candy. There's the Easter is tradition group, you know, that probably represents about 22% of all the Easter buyers out there. These are loyalists. They have their baskets, and there's no doubt, you know, they're purchasing Pete's candy. Then there's that kind of crowd that's uh, Easter is enjoyable, you know, all things enjoyable. That's, that's probably another 26% of the Easter buyers out there. But they like a wide variety and and different things in their Easter basket. The next group is the Easter is Candy group. There's a lot of other categories and products that have crept into the Easter basket, but these folks, they represent a small percentage, about 6% of all Easter buyers, but ironically, they represent about 26% of all the purchases. So they're very influential. It's all about candy. They only want candy, and it's a core candy group. And then rounding out the remaining of the other the five groups, there's two more. Easter's on my to-do list. It's more of a have-to and not a want-to. They understand, you know, they've got kids. It's Easter. I better go buy some candy. 
and that's about 25% of the Easter buyers. And then lastly, there's the Easter is beside the point. Candy's not a real big deal. Easter's not a big big, big deal. But maybe it's more impulse. They'll see Easter candy. They'll buy a few things. And so that's kind of the landscape um, of who the Easter candy buyer is. And there's no doubt between Easter is tradition, Easter is enjoyable, and Easter is candy. Three of those five groups, those are really the most important. And between those three groups, they represent over 70% of the sale. Interesting. I think you kind of covered the earlier on in the conversation, like what's, what's driving the passion behind this, the Peeps brand? Like you've got these three core consumers. Is it, are there any interesting insights on how these guys think about your brand? Is it, I don't know, just, just curious if there's any line to the passion behind Peeps. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think a lot of people can guess at it or, you know, we've talked about, there's no doubt, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's, nostalgic it's a tradition many core peeps consumers grew up with peeps in their easter basket um, it's something that was there every easter and then obviously as, as consumers get older and they want to celebrate with their own families you know they've kind of kept that tradition i think at the same time people have come to love and know the brand and that passion then really speaks to we like to say how consumers express their peepsonality in so many different ways and close in certainly it's with the easter basket Again, people do all sorts of weird things with them, putting them in the uh, you know the microwave. There's a activity called peeps jousting, where you put two peeps in, you stick a toothpick in it, you blow you know turn on the microwave, they start to blow up a little bit. And the first one to pop the other is the winner. They've got people using peeps in recipes, using them as decoration, and not even eating them. I think just because they're they're quirky little birds, they've got two eyes. You know, they're just really so magical, and for whatever reason, people are doing all sorts of things with them. I mean, I've had focus groups where I've talked to moms where Easter is bigger than Christmas. You know, they have an Easter tree adorned with peeps. They buy enough peeps not only for the basket, but they create a trail of peeps from their kids' bedrooms all the way down to their Easter baskets. Uh, for them, Easter and peeps are synonymous, and, and again, it's we're just fortunate. I, I can't think of any other candy let alone Easter candy, but candy in general. When I tell people I work for Peeps, they got to tell me a story about how they eat it, how they pop a hole in the package, they put it in the freezer, you know, mm. what they do with it. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and that really speaks to, you know, that passion that's been growing and continues to grow, you know, particularly at Easter time. Hmm. You mentioned focus groups. Are, do you have a team that's just dedicated to listening across the the social spheres of what people are doing with Peeps? Or how are you gaining insight on, on what the customers are doing with the product and then maybe leveraging that in your marketing or, or, or you're not. I'm just curious. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, we leverage market research, market insights as, as much as we can, you know, whether it is qualitative, like focus groups, quantitative, you know, about surveys or, you know, um, you know, working with different companies on uh, IRI as an example, finding a little bit more about the panel and households and how many are eating peeps, what they're doing with them. So, you know, all of that really goes into how we move forward and, and really, you know, how we're going to grow the brand, not only with the core consumer, but really understanding that the overall Easter consumer and how can we win over those folks who maybe are not inclined to really enjoy peeps because there's no doubt peeps are very polarizing when it comes to consuming them. Everybody knows them and loves them. But when it comes to actually consuming them, there's, there's a passionate, you know, uh, following that say, oh, I love peeps, I love the texture. Uh, I love the mouthfeel. But then, of course, on the other spectrum, there's a lot of people that they just don't like it. They don't like the grittiness of the sugar or, or they're just not marshmallow fans. So obviously what we, we try to do is to be able to continue to market and build that core 
following, but at the same time trying to appeal with um, to, to that consumer who's not necessarily buying pizza or putting them in their basket. Awesome. Well, let's take a break, and after the break, we'll get back to that innovation piece. I'm curious to hear more about that. Well, for those of you who are pulling out your peeps right now, or uh, we'll uh, give you a little something else to chew on here. West Virginia University's new digital marketing communications master's degree program. It's fully online and can be completed in one year. With built-in certifications from platforms like Google and Facebook, the program gives you the strategy and the skills to reach audiences on existing and emerging media like this. Learn more at Marketing Communications, all one word, marketingcommunications.wvu.edu. And for those of you who love going down to uh, West Virginia each year to their Integrate Conference at WVU, West Virginia University, there's good news. This year it's moved online. Don't have to make the trek all the way down there. You can get marketing communication to experts from a variety of industries exploring how and what to say during this unprecedented period. View the schedule and tune in to the live sessions at integrate.wvu. Edu. That's integrate.wvu for West Virginia University.edu. Okay, well, let's go back online with this conversation here. Fascinated to hear how you grow that audience the rest of the year. Specifically, Matt, the Peeps brand has grown through innovation. What kind of innovation have you applied to grow with your current customer base? Yeah, sure. It's funny, a lot of times people think innovation and it's, they think brand new products and you got to spend lots of money, but there's so many things just close in, particularly in the candy industry, just between flavors, colors, and even packaging, which are very innovative. With the current consumer, let's face it, when they like something, you think about anything you do like, you know, don't mess with it, right? You keep it exactly the same. Where we've been able to innovate with our current consumers is through expansion of colors. When Peeps first launched, they were only available in three colors. It was yellow, white, and pink, and obviously we've expanded to include blue, lavender, we've had green and even orange keeps at one time between the chicks and the bunnies. And quite honestly, it's also been those same loyalist consumers at Easter that have written to us, that have emailed us and said, why aren't you doing something at the other seasons? And so that's allowed us to expand to the other core seasons, including Halloween, where we have pumpkins and ghosts, Christmas time, where we have trees and snowmen, and then even hearts at Valentine's Day. A lot of times we were thinking about peeps and how it's so synonymous with Easter. We were so concerned wanting to expand to other seasons, but it's that core consumer that celebrates at Easter that, guess what, they're in charge of celebrating at the other seasons, and it was them and, and really their permission to allow us to be able to expand into other seasons with the other appropriate shapes. And then some other ways that we've innovated is taking that same product, just packaging it a little differently, and there's actually two products that come to mind. Most times when you buy a pack of Peeps, it's one particular color, and it tends to be in quantities of five. They're connected together like a quintuplets. So we sell a five count, a 10 count, or a 15 count. Well, a few years back, we actually developed a Peeps pop where we just took four individual Peeps in four different colors, just put them on a stick, so and then wrapped it up. Great for the Easter basket, real convenient to eat. It's still your pure Peeps product, but now you've got some variety, you've got some convenience, and that's turned out to be probably our second best selling item after the yellow chick. Another item we launched this year exclusively for Walmart was the Peeps Egg Hunt. It's a smaller chick, individually wrapped in plastic in a stand-up bag, and it's sold in that section where consumers can buy 
these loose peeps that are individually wrapped and, and put them in plastic eggs that a lot of families save them from year to year and have egg hunts. So that's how we've really been able to expand with, with the current consumer. Interesting. I've worked with brands that love the idea of innovation, but actual execution, the process of getting ideas signed off on and moving that through the pipeline can be very time consuming and then things die on the vine. Have you guys developed a system where you're able to innovate pretty quickly? Yeah, we're pretty small and, and nimble. We always have in the hopper with our R&D group tons of concepts, tons of, of products that we're always working on. We refine them with consumers, and then we start to share. You know, where we've had some successes. We, we also share with some of our largest retailers. One great way to test some products is to come out with an exclusive at a particular retailer, so there's less risk there because you're doing it with one retailer, and then depending on how it sells, it sells great. Then we launch it nationally the following Easter. If it doesn't do too well, well, then we put it back on the shelf or maybe we learn from it and have to tweak it and, and make it better. You just mentioned the Walmart Easter egg hunt. Is there another example of how you're attracting new users through innovation? Going outside of that core product, we, you know, we talked a lot about innovation, keep that current consumer excited. But again, as we talked about, there's a lot of consumers uh, at Easter time that are not buying our product altogether. So what have we done to really bring them into the franchise? Well, back, I'd say probably about 10 years ago, we started playing with chocolate. In the candy world, chocolate candy is twice as large as non-chocolate candy. And let's face it, you put chocolate on anything, right? Bacon, a bug, I mean, all of a sudden, everybody loves it. So we started playing with chocolate and started taking our marshmallow peeps and dipping them in chocolate. And then we also have totally enrobed chocolate-covered marshmallow. That really has brought in a whole new user into the franchise. As much as maybe they didn't like the texture of peeps alone, as soon as you match it with chocolate, chocolate and, and marshmallow, people think of s'mores as well. That was an instant hit, and we've had that in, in the line ever since. So some of our chocolate products come under the name of Peeps Delights, where it's not only regular yellow chicks dipped in chocolate, but we also flavor the marshmallow. And in fact, flavors have been even another area of huge growth for us. And in fact, I mean, we have so many flavors, it's hard to keep count of. Um, there's cotton candy you know, flavored chicks, root beer float flavored chicks, party mm. cake. Sour watermelon, blue raspberry, pancake and syrup. We actually just launched hot tamales, cinnamon candy flavored chicks. I talked about the Peeps Pop. Well, guess what? This year we actually launched at Walmart and Target a Fruit Loop flavored chick pop. And flavors really bring in, again, another user into the franchise. Tends to be more kid-centric. The candy category in general thrives on new news and new flavors. And so those have been two ways between chocolate and flavors that we brought in a whole new user into the franchise. That's really fun. I wanted to ask if you've had any like epic fails on flavor, but kind of running out of time. And I'd, I'd like to get some final words from you. Just we have a lot of listeners are in marketing or trying to break into marketing. And if you have any, any final words for them, uh, advice or just general insights. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, you know, there's no doubt in talking about this topic, you want to be able to cultivate and nurture your core consumer uh, with your brand, and we talked a lot of examples there. And at the same time, you want to be able to expand. You want to be relevant. You want to be on trend and bringing new users into the franchise. And uh, besides those two ways, we've also been able to use licensing to be able to expand out even more to have other experiences with the brand, whether that's a peep cereal that we've done with Kellogg's or International Delights uh, Peep Screamer for coffee. And we even launched Sheep's Crocs this past Easter. So. You know, once you have that strong you know, base of a franchise that you've been able to grow, you can start to even expand outside of the actual product form where it started because P 
Peeps is certainly synonymous with Easter, but it's just not candy. It's that overall Easter holiday. And you could guess at all the many things that you could really do with Peeps in terms of licensing or other categories that are appropriate for Easter, like gifting and that sort of thing. So, you know, the sky's the limit really when it comes to expansion, as long as you know you're true to your, you know, your purpose and your brand equity. And you shouldn't be afraid of trying to expand out beyond your current consumer. That's great. Thanks so much for your time today, Matt. It's been very, very interesting, a lot of fun to to hear about Peeps. My daughter's going to be very jealous that I talked to the man behind the Peeps. So <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe you can get, her, you know, get a flavored Peep, one of the great flavors that are out there, even a chocolate-covered one. Yes, I will do that on my way home. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. Really appreciate your time and your insights, and uh, good luck to you, and stay safe out there. Uh, you too, Nathan. Take care and happy You've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications Today, brought to you live from West Virginia University, a weekly program that sits at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and marketing practice, only on the Funnel Radio Network, for at-work listeners like you.